The playoffs are finally upon us. UMass is traveling out east to Conti to play BC in the opening round of the Hockey East playoffs, and we have everything to get you guys ready for this game. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 88 of High Character. The time we've all been waiting for is finally here. It's time for the Hockey East playoffs, the opening round. UMass is heading to Newton, Conti Forum. They're playing rival BC in the opening round of the Hockey East playoffs. My name is Cameron, and I am joined by my good pal, Evan. Evan, how you feeling, man? You getting ready for uh, this one? I'm excited. That's for damn sure. But if I'm being honest with myself, a little nervous, like... BC, they get they get had our number this season, which really sucks. You know what I mean? That's never a good thing to have to say on a podcast, but it is what it is. But I think, you know, as we're gonna obviously get into in this episode, I'm of the opinion that we're we're a bit of a different team right now than we than we were when we played them last time. So we're we're riding some really, really good momentum. Like the last time we played against them was coming off of two third period blown games against Vermont. You know, in, in both of those games, we did not put our best foot forward really. And I think after a, a pretty dominant sweep of, of Maine, all things considered, you know, the second game, maybe not as much, but the first game was looking very comfortable. I think, you know, if we, if we play that way, you know, we know what we got to do to win games. Now boys are confident and they're feeling good. I think we can do some damage against BC on Wednesday. Yeah, I, I certainly hope so. BC and UMass pretty similar seasons. All things considered, yep. they finished eight and nine in the hockey East standings. BC comes in 13, 15, and 6. UMass 13, 16, and 5. So very similar records, pretty similar um, in-conference record as well. But you're right, BC has had UMass's number this year. They've played three times. Uh, they've lost, UMass has lost 4-2, to 7-3, to and 3-1. to one. one of those games was at Fenway. Um, the other two was a home-and-home home series pretty recently. So um, BC's definitely had UMass's number. I like to think that we can't lose to them a fourth time this season, but we'll have to see. Um, yeah, it's poised to, be a, poised to be a great game. It does seem like UMass has been a different team of late. Their, their last nine games, they're four, three, and two. So kind of going against the grain of how they've been this season. Yeah, I mean, we just got to put our best foot forward. I mean, I feel like just rattling off those scores of the previous games, they they know how to score against us. You know what I mean? Simple as that. I feel like, you know, the story of the season, at least from what we've heard from the coaches and the players through a lot of interviews and stuff is we, we've had glimpses of really solid offense, really solid defense, and really solid goaltending, but we don't have them all show up at the same time. And it seems like the lack of goaltending and defense has really shown up against BC, which is never a recipe for success when they have as many, you know, top level talents that they kind of have in their, you know, in their top two lines forward wise, like they just, they know how to score and they're going to punish you. So if you're not on your game in the defensive zone, they're going to make you pay for it. So I feel like, you know, in glimpses over the past couple of games, we've shown very solid defense, you know, maybe not in shot blocking, but just in overall, you know, our goaltending the past couple of days or past couple of games has been very, very solid out of Cole Brady. And I think Cole Brady has done a lot better against BC than Pavisic has. Like most of Pavisic's goals this season have been against BC, quite frankly. So, you know, if Cole Brady gets the starting odds, which is what I'm expecting, you know, we definitely are kind of putting 
the best guys out there to kind of give us the best position to succeed against BC, in my opinion. Yeah, and let's let's jump into our goalie conversation. I, I'm pretty sure we both agree it's going to be Cole Brady. Definitely. He started the last four games for UMass, and he's looked pretty decent. Um, his stats overall, nine starts, 2.88 goals per game, 9.11 save percentage. So not like totally inspiring stats, but um, just against BC, Luke Pavisic has – uh, he played the full game at Fenway, gave up four goals, had 37 saves, um, and then played 20 minutes of the game at Conti, gave up five goals. So uh, not confident there. Brady's numbers, uh, he played 20 minutes in that game in relief of Pav. He gave up one goal and had five saves, so not much there. And then the next night, he played the full game, gave up three goals and had 28 saves. So um, nothing crazy from either of these guys, but just given the last few games and the two wins against Maine, it's definitely got to be Brady's net on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, I just think, you know, just looking at the recent results, I mean, a 3-2 game against Northeastern that we won on senior night, Cole Brady played very, very solid to keep us into that game, and he got the goal support. I think that's the key thing is getting goal support. The Northeastern game, Quite frankly, it didn't matter how he played. You know what I mean? If we're getting shut out by Devin Levi, it, you're not going to be able to win the game regardless. You know, you, you got to give Malika Woodward goal support. If we lose that game four to three, I'd say, yeah, Brady probably could have done a bit better. But at this point, if you're getting shut out on the other end of the ice, I don't really care how the goalie played. And then against Maine the past two days, he's kept us in it. You know what I mean? Five two, he gets the goal support, keeps the team to two goals. Fair enough. Did his job on some really solid scoring chances on a Maine. And then the same thing against Maine the following night. I mean, third period, man, he faced an absolute onslaught of shots in the past, like, you know, the last five, six minutes of the game. He gets the goal support. He gets four goals on, on the other end of the ice, and he only lets in three. That's a recipe for success right there. You know what I mean? So the, the team is playing well enough in front of him to put him into a position to do his job on the other end of the ice and make some saves. So I'm hoping that, you know, we can continue that sort of trend, and I think we'll – you know, I think we can do some damage against BC if we play the way that we're supposed to. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I think Brady is set up for success lately. On the BC side of things, uh, it doesn't seem like the goalie situation, at least to us, is as cut and dry. Henry Wilder, who is the backup goalie for BC, got his first start of the season in the last game of the year against UConn, a game that had very big playoff implications for BC. Uh, going into it, they could have finished in sixth place, seventh place, or eighth place. And they go with the backup, which leads us to believe that Mitch Benson was, is either injured or sick or uh, BC is tanking, which definitely makes it uh, can't lead to some good karma. If you do that, tanking the, to play against UMass, but Wilder stats, uh, obviously the one start 5.48 goals per game with an 857 save percentage. So clearly not what you want. Mitch Benson hasn't been special himself in uh, 33 starts, 2.72 goals per game with a 901 save percentage. So nothing special at all there. Um, BC goalie situation is weird. I'm, I'm not sure. We'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see till Wednesday. Um, there's no conversation or anything on Twitter about why Wilder started on Saturday, but we'll have to see. We're not as in the loop as BC fans, I guess. Yeah, I genuinely have no idea what to make of it. I mean, the kind of just the overall, you know, game distribution of the two goalies kind of just clearly points to Mitch Benson. But it seems so weird that the final game of the season when, you know, I could totally understand if it's like, all right, they're already locked into the AC and there's nothing yeah. to play for. Rest your starting goalie for the night. Don't, you know, have him get injured or something like that, whatever. But there were still things to play for, you know what I mean? And I don't know if it's just deliberate, you know, like, I don't, I don't want to say tanking because it's like, I, I mean, I guess that is the proper term here, but, you know, 
end of the season record manipulation, I guess. I mean, they almost still won the game. I think it ended up being like six to five, but like realistically, if you play your starting goalie there, you might only let in three or four. Like, you know, I, you know, Henry, Henry Wilder's stats do not give the the greatest confidence with a five, eight or a five, four, eight goals against average and an eight, five, seven save percentage. Like that's not a recipe for success. So super weird. I'm really surprised there was no sort of discourse to go off of like, Nobody was surprised on Twitter unless nobody pays attention to BC hockey. I mean, I could totally see that poverty program, <laughs> just throwing that out there. But <laughs> obviously, I'm gonna be a little bit biased there. But um, all jokes aside, I mean, yeah, super, super weird goalie situation. I'm at the end of the day still expecting Mitch Benson. I'm assuming it was just a weird little blip. Um, but yeah, if Henry Wilder is in there for some very odd reason, we could definitely make his stats look a little bit worse than they currently are right now. I feel like, especially with our offensive momentum that we've been carrying through the main series i will say if bc was tanking on saturday in order to play umass the hockey gods will not appreciate yeah, that there's going to be some ice tilt in our direction i think i think people are going to be wondering you know you know is bc kind of the respectable school that everybody tries to make them think that they are i think you know that'll be i will be going ham on twitter if if, if we end up coming out with the victory and it, it turns out that you know there might have been a little bit of deliberate kind of manipulation there because that is quite frankly just a terrible look for the school if that's end up you know happening. Yeah, I mean if if BC wins that game against UConn that they lost six to five, uh, they finish in sixth place and they play a really struggling Vermont team in the first round at home. So makes you think. Uh, just from a pure hockey standpoint, I, I mean I'm not hoping that Benson was injured, but I would hope that BC wouldn't tank to. Yeah, to, exactly. To lose that game intentionally. Yeah, I mean, it could have just been a case of you know maybe had the sniffles and they're like, all right, maybe you know we won't risk yeah. it at all. But I don't know, something just seems a little fishy. Something's a little off about that one. So I figured we'd at least mention it on the pod and you know get everybody up to date on it. Yeah, it certainly looks a little weird. Um, in terms of BC's offense, uh, we talked about how their goalie numbers aren't great. Their offensive numbers are absurd. They're pretty top heavy when it comes to the offensive talent. A um, couple guys that we've seen produce against UMass this year. Cutter Gauthier, fifth overall NHL draft pick, 16 goals, 18 assists for 34 points. Uh, his line mate, Nikita Nesterenko, 11 goals, 20 assists for 31 points. And then Trevor Kuntar, 13 goals, 16 assists, 29 points. That's kind of their big three there. Uh, and, and overall, pretty top-heavy. Those, those guys are really leading the way, and there's not as much of a points distribution in that we've seen in, on other teams. Yeah, and I think the important thing to mention, newly traded Nikita Nestorenko. He yeah. got traded, I think, at the trade deadline, I think from Minnesota to Anaheim, which was super weird trade. I don't really think I've seen that all too often, like NCAA draft rights being traded amongst teams. I mean, it's certainly happened before. There's no way around that, but it's definitely a rare occurrence, at least from what I can remember. So I thought that was a little weird tidbit to throw in there as well. But yeah, their 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 forward lines are absolutely filthy. You know, they they don't really have any sort of, at least from what I can tell, like really really crazy offensive defenseman like we got Moro who's kind of pulling a lot of the strings but they they rely on their forward core to make a lot of things happen in the offensive zone so those are the guys that we gotta obviously you know make sure that we watch intently and play really really tough hard you know fast hard prepared that's what we got to do against these guys if we want to win because we did that against Maine if we want to keep you know keep on that winning sort of streak that we got going on right now we got to do the same thing and take BC super seriously yeah, definitely a team that relies on their their big scorers and their wingers. They average over 30 shots a game, so um, definitely relying on those guys. On the UMass side, it's kind of polar opposite. We have four guys 
that lead uh, the team in goals at nine. Moro, Connors, Cameron, and Makar all have nine goals to lead the team. So much more of a points distribution on UMass's end. The guy leading the way, uh, like he has been basically the entire second half, Scott Morrow, nine goals, 22 assists, and 31 points. And I, I said it in our recap of the main series. I think going anywhere in the playoffs relies heavily on Morrow contributing not only with those offensive numbers, which he's been doing a great job of recently, but also defensively needs to step it up. I agree with you, but I think quite frankly, I want to see Kenny Connor step up. I think mm-hmm. Connors has had a very quiet second half of the season. Like he yeah. was easily point per game, or I think even slightly above point per game in the first half of the season, he was on a tremendous tear with that amazing freshman line. And it seems like recently that freshman line has kind of gone a little bit cold. You know, I think Connors in the past couple of games has had some really, really solid power play opportunities that he unfortunately just couldn't really connect on with the one-timers. I mean, you know, these things are going to happen, obviously, like there's still some growing pains. He, we know his talent and that's kind of why I want to see him step up a little bit more. You know, it's very hard and, you know, kind of crazy of me to expect a freshman to kind of lead the team like that, but we know what he has in his locker because we've seen it already this season. And I just, I think he has all the talent in the world and he's been put in some pretty solid positions to succeed. I just want to see him capitalize on those chances a little bit more. So if, if there's anybody that I want to see really turn it up in the playoffs, it's going to be Kenny Connors. I think this is going to be his moment to step up and really show off his, his potential and his talent, because we know that he has, it just needs to show up on the score sheet a little bit more. Yeah. I, I like that take. And one more thing that we've been discussing the last couple of weeks is UMass uh, is kind of playing how their seniors perform. I mean, the, the results have come when the seniors have been doing good. Reed Lepster and Cal Keefuke, especially. Yep. I think those are two guys that are definitely going to have to get themselves on the score sheet if UMass wants to make any moves here. Yeah, fully agreed. I mean, that's the whole reason why we've been winning games recently. They've been absolutely massive. They've It's kind of been the, the complete opposite of Kenny Connors. Like when Kenny Connors was rocking early on in the season, the seniors were kind of lagging behind a little bit, but they've they've been turning it up in the past couple of weeks they've been immense for the team's success and quite frankly it makes a lot of sense that the seniors should be able to step up in playoff scenarios like they're very experienced they understand how playoff hockey works they you know they, they've been here before they kind of have to be the leaders and the guys to step up to show the younger guys hey this is how we got to play going forward you know the playoffs are a completely different beast we're not in the regular season anymore we got to step it up we got to you know play fast hard and prepared like they're supposed to be all season but now you know times two you know like everything just has to be faster quicker smarter everything like that so um you know I fully agree that the seniors definitely do have to kind of be some of the leaders but obviously the younger guys that have been kind of leading the way early on I think they need to kind of refine their their fire and their spark a little bit and start contributing much more than they have so recently yeah, and we've personally talked with seniors this year who've uh, for weeks now been thinking about the playoffs and uh, knowing that that's when they got to step it up. So they've been playing well now going into it. Time to time to put your money where your mouth is and really step up in these big playoff games. Winner, winner, your season's over. So got to show up. All right, next let's uh let's go to our keys to the game for this. I think. I think it's very important that UMass has seen this team quite a bit this year. I'm hoping they could finally turn the tide and, and learn from their mistakes against BC. BC is very good offensively. They have a 24.8% power play, uh, 532 on in the face-off dot, so well above 500. Uh, they get nearly three goals per game, which is pretty good. Um, not great, but we've seen that they can score in bunches against UMass. So I think 
playing good defense in front of Brady and, and blocking as many shots as they did against Maine is going to be a huge factor in this game. Yeah, I mean, this is going to sound really cliche, and you guys and you know that are listening to this right now are going to be like, well, duh, but it's going to be a case of we simply need to outscore them. Like, we have not – I know, I know. Like, hear me <laughs> out. I, I can hear the chuckle, Cameron. So we have not historically this season scored a lot against this team. Like, Mitch Benson's stats overall in the season have not been great, but we have not been – you know, we've been helping out his stats quite a bit. You know, we just mm-hmm. simply have not been able to solve him. And, you know, I – I say this in the way that I do because I think that BC will be scoring against us. Like they are just a very talented team. They shoot the puck a lot, which is not good for us because I mean, up until recently, we haven't been blocking too many shots. You know, we've just been completely and utterly outshot. They're going to be able to get scoring chances. That is the way that they've been playing this entire season. Clearly with the way that their goaltending stats are, they do not prioritize defense. They look to outscore you at any given moment. They'd rather win a game six, five than three, two. Mm. And I think we're going to need to have to match that energy and just completely bombard them offensively. So if this game, if I'm being real with myself here, and I'm probably going to look like an idiot when this game ends up being one, nothing for whichever team ends up winning. I think the game's realistically going to end up being like a six, five, Mm. like that's just the way it's going to be. I think, you know, our goaltending has not been stellar on the season and neither has theirs. I just think we have to be able to, offensively just outdo them because they have all the talent, but we're going to have to have the character, the grit and the hustle. And, you know, if we got to play, you know, gritty in the corners to make that happen, I don't think we're going to be scoring some insanely sexy goals. You know what I mean? We're going to have to crash the net. We're going to have to put it into the dangerous area in the crease, but we're going to have to get our goals one way or another. And I think that's going to be the big key. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. And I think another um, key for this one is going to be staying disciplined. I mean, UMass is, been going to the penalty box a lot this season mm-hmm. and bc they're really good in the power play like i said nearly 25 percent, which is phenomenal and this bc team really knows how to get under guys skin they have six major penalties this season their opponents have eight major penalties which is a lot uh for for a full season of work so they definitely know how to get under your skin we've we've seen that happen in these games against umass so um, staying disciplined is going to be a, a huge key to this. We can't let them get too many power plays. And just to touch upon that, I mean, I think a big key is going to be reading the room. And by that, I mean kind of reading the rest because it's playoff hockey now. We don't know if they're going to be ultra, you know, they want to whistle everything or if they're just going to let the boys play. I think mm-hmm. we got to be able to recognize how the refs are going to want to call this game, praying that they stay consistent in the way that they call the game. And we got to be able to adjust accordingly because if they're going to not call much and they're going to let people get away with stuff, we got to be able to take advantage of that because if they're not going to be calling stuff on BC, we're going to have to pray that they're not going to be calling stuff on us either. But if they're going to be calling everything, that means we got to stay super disciplined, you know, at the bare minimum, don't be doing some dumb hits from behind or anything like that. Looking at you, Taylor, you know, like just please figure it out, be normal because when he's out there on the ice, we saw it, you know, over the weekend against Maine, he could score goals. So I'm hoping that, you know, he'll be able to kind of, you know, get his chances because his speed is going to be crucial against, against BC in my opinion. But yeah, I think it's going to be kind of reading the reps and understanding how they want to call the game. I think that's going to be a huge thing because, you know, like you said, their power play is super good. So if BC can capitalize on that, that's going to suck. So we'll see. Also uh, something that goes into your kind of reading the refs. um, I think we have a big ability to take away that home whistle from BC um, a lot of UMass fans in the Boston area. We definitely need you to make it out to this game on Wednesday. Tickets are only $10. That's 
that's dirt cheap for hockey East, especially mm-hmm. hockey's playoff game. So if you are in Boston, if you work in Boston, especially just take the tee to the game after work, UMass could really benefit off you. And one huge thing, BC is in spring break right now. Their students aren't there. So that's Ooh. another huge, uh, huge advantage for UMass. They won't have students or as many students that are in on this one. So we need to pack this place with UMass fans as much as we can and try to make it like a 50, 50 split. So what you're telling me is that I should be decked out in UMass here and I should sit in the front row of the student section. So then I have nobody to heckle me and take me out of there because that's been an issue recently in some, uh, some UMass games. I'm not throwing out any names, of course, but I've seen a couple of, of individuals that have been up there in the front row of the student section wearing BC gear of all things. I mean, you're in the wrong student section, buddy. What are you doing there? But I guess that's a conversation for another time, but Hey, they're going to let me do it. I might have to look into it. I think it's general admission seating. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe we could pack the student section with UMass fans. I think that'd be a pretty fun idea if no one's going to be there to challenge us. I don't know. And hey, we uh, cool idea. we certainly won't be in uh, the front row of BC student section with UMass gear because that is quite the low character move uh, of so? all things. Fair enough. I mean, so, <laughs> the B, yeah, the if it was done to us, uh, we think it's quite low character. So we aren't going to be doing that, but we will be with uh, a ton of UMass fans. So. We need you guys to come out to this game. I know it's a weeknight, which makes it pretty hard, but the boys need you. Um, Winner, go home. So need all the support we can get for sure. Yeah, I'm not going to say this is the last time we're going to see the team because that's never going to be the case with this team. But, hey, you never know what can happen in the playoffs. So just get out there, support the boys. They deserve it. They've been working hard all season, regardless of what the record shows. You know what I mean? It's been a tough season, but they deserve your support at the end of the day because now it's crunch time. You know, you just got to – get out there and support them because they're going to feed off that energy and they're going to play better because of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. That's about all we have for this one. Super excited. Obviously we're going to be there Um, just eight, eight more wins for this squad and we'll be hoisting that national championship trophy in Tampa. So eight straight wins. That'll get us there. Um, Hey, who knows? We've, We've won four straight games this season. Who says we can't do it in the in the hockey East playoffs and lift Damn that championship right. trophy? Dude, we knocked, Our, we knocked off Denver. Come on, yeah. we can easily do that. We can play with anybody, Dave. Exactly. And hopefully this team is hitting their stride at the right time. We hope to see all of you guys in New Inn on Wednesday. Thank you all for listening to this preview episode. Go UMass. Go UMass. Take care, everybody. Let's invade Conti on Wednesday. Take it over and get ourselves a W.